make something more out of my sex life. In 1983, a small incident with a man in my office introduced me to the world of creative sex and provided me with the key to my own ability to communicate sexually. I had been having lunch with a man, whom I will call Pete, once a week for a few months. Our talks had gotten intimate enough so that he knew I was unattached and hungry. He was certainly hitting on me, and I was willing to be hit upon. He was also recently divorced, and a bit more uninhibited in his conversation than I was. Gradually, he revealed that he was involved in a few sexual relationships, one of which involved sexual activities that were, shall we say, not in the mainstream. Although I blushed as he described some of these activities, I think my face quickly revealed that I was titillated. He asked me whether I had ever considered spicing up my sex life. I didn't know exactly how to respond. I couldn't admit anything, so I stammered some inane reply. He sensed my communication problem. It has always upset me, he said, that two people could be interested in the same thing and never have the ability to communicate what that is. Yeah, me too, was all that I could say. Pete continued, maybe I have a way that we can explore our mutual interests without talking. I was fascinated, but Pete changed the subject and we parted that afternoon without my learning anything more. The next morning, I found a copy of an erotic magazine in a paper bag on my desk chair. There was a note attached. Read this magazine sometime when you're alone. Find an article that excites you. Put a bookmark in the appropriate page and put the magazine in my top desk drawer. The note was signed, P. I had never read a magazine like this one, which specialized in exotic sex. There was a section on voyeurism, one on threesomes, and one which nearly drove me crazy on bondage. Three days later, I crept into Pete's office before he arrived at work, and with trembling hands, I put the magazine in his desk. I had put a bookmark in an article about a woman who had been tied to a bed, teased, and eventually well-fucked. Just before lunch, Pete stuck his head into my office. I was on a long-distance phone call, so I couldn't talk to him. I didn't have to. He walked over to my chair and tied a thin ribbon around my wrist. Then, surreptitiously, he stroked the obvious bulge in the front of his slacks. Then he winked and left. I could hardly sit still. I completed my phone call, and with my heart pounding, I went into his office. Is that really what interests you? Pete asked without preamble. I still couldn't talk about it. I just nodded. Would you like me to tie you up like the woman in the article and make love to you for hours? He asked. I couldn't have said a word. I swallowed hard and just nodded again. How about after work today? My place. I'll meet you by the elevators at 5.30. And just leave the ribbon around your wrist to remind you of what we're going to do later. As if I could forget...
The rest of my brief relationship with Pete is history. Let me just say that our time together was a turning point in my sex life. I spent the next few years trying to communicate my desires for unconventional sex with my partners. A few were unreceptive and thought that sexual creativity was something for whores and their johns. Nice girls weren't interested in those things, or shouldn't be. I tried to explain that enjoyment is where you find it, and that there are all kinds of experiences in the world, but their minds were closed. Those relationships didn't last long. Other men were freer than I had been and were able to communicate desires of all types. We talked and played and enjoyed. With still others, introducing the topic of varied sex and establishing a dialogue opened a world of sexual experience.